Yo, 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 what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Void. This is Void episode two. And before we start today, we just want to say thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode. Thank you for all the support we've received. It's been crazy and we'll definitely, definitely keep it coming. Um, so yeah, and with that said, welcome to Void episode two. Today, uh, we're talking about an interesting topic. Today, we'll be talking about entrepreneurship, you know, starting a business, what the challenges were, and all this other stuff, and just giving out some advice to any young people who want to start a business, you know? So yeah, so today, I'm joined with Ray, and we have a special guest today. We have Levy from oh. Levex Auto. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm happy to yeah. be here. Hey, nice. good to have you here. Oh, man. Okay. You guys have been doing too well as well on this podcast. Uh, doing big things, of course. So <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Even this guy's been doing big steps. Since his story is going to be so crazy for you guys. You're yeah. literally yeah, not ready for this story. <laughs> it's a crazy story, man. It's one of those YouTube stories, no cap. Ah, oh, for real, man. <laughs> First, but yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we can kick it off with it. I want Ray to start. Ray, Ray, you can tell us about, you know, WFS and all that. I uh, Yeah, guys. So um, I don't think my story can compare to Levy's, but then it was also like starting with no money. So um, how I actually started my business, um, for those of you who were around, I just started by giving out small loans because that was a problem I saw guys hide in. So I just filled that problem with a solution. And if you have a mindset of, solving issues you have the mindset of making money it's that simple so there's always going to be a problem in the world and that problem will have a profitable solution and so in my school it was just guys not being liquid enough or like not having like cash to go out or whatever so i was like okay i got my mpesa account registered and the next day actually i went to school and started giving out my first first loans like ten dollars twenty dollars and it actually grew to the point where I was giving out loans from other people. So I would connect uh, investors and, you know, people who were taking the loan. So somebody comes to me with 6000 and they're like, okay, I want to invest this. I would find somebody who needs 10000 and then I would take that 6000 put it together with my own 4000 and give it to the guy who needs 10000 And so... First off, you know, diversifying risk and all that. But I feel like it was great, especially starting out because it gave me experience that has helped me throughout. So, like, of course, people did run away with my money. I get questions about that all the time. Yeah. How I was just that even. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I get questions about people say, how safe was it? Quite people trusted you and all that. Yeah, people have run away with my money. Um, I wouldn't name names because, you know, that's not right and everything. But... If I had to go back, I would do it again the same exact way, give the loan to the same exact people and like pay for the money. Yeah, because it was a lot more valuable than the amount that I lost. At the end of the day, I still turned a profit and I used that in my next business venture. Um, And that's actually what got me to the point that I am here today. But... It's not really about the money when you're starting out a business. You need to look at it from a point of sacrificing, you know, finance for experience because 
if you have knowledge experience that will carry you forward much farther than like finance or anything you have to i agree with that definitely i feel like you have to look at it from a point of value you know are you providing value in what you're doing what you're doing for people what you're doing for your business and all that cuz i'm assuming even for you giving those money and you see you're saying you don't have any regrets from it you had felt that that loan even if they didn't pay you back or you had provided value of some sort mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah and like again i said this in my other pod and now other podcast episode on avoid how the value and money will come to you like <laughs> that's just like i always say that sure. i preach it yeah. exactly that's straight facts that's straight facts and that's crazy because ray is only 16 jeez that's crazy yeah, sorry that's crazy. the fs december last year <laughs> i was actually 15 this guy is making big steps big steps but yeah big um, steps. so so nah. you know out of giving the money and you said you were giving about 10,000 um you know 3,000 small monies like that how would uh, yeah. you know you get your profit from that Yeah okay so guys there's a mock up from this so I'll give you from the two business angles I took up while I was doing this the my own personal loans and then the investing so if you come to me and you need 5000 and I have 5000 I give you that 5000 and we agree on an amount and then I would like tell you after let's say a month you pay me back um, maybe 6000 or something and you know if all goes well after a month they give back my cash if not they extend and then you know you can also add a mark up on that mm-hmm. and then yeah, the second angle is that somebody comes to me asking for 50,000 and i only have 20,000 and then my friend has like 40,000 so i'm like okay 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 um give me um 30,000 and i will pay you back um 33,000 after a month and since they're in school and everything you know you don't need that money so they're like okay cool take this cash and see you after a month and so i take their money and then i give it to this guy and we agree in total with that 50,000 after a month i will pay you back 60,000 and remember from this i only had 20,000 of my own money so my profit is actually coming from the value i'm providing of taking initiative and finding the investor for you to get your loan from so i'm mm-hmm. i'm actually yeah. just connecting yeah so i get my mark up from if for example i was supposed to give this guy that 3000 profit but i actually get 10000 so i take let's say 7k profit and i give him the 30% everybody wins the other person gets the service as they needed And, and and uh and the investor when do how do they get their return back yeah it's same thing so after a month again once a person pays us back mm-hmm. so he would mm-hmm. give me the 55 i mean the 50000 plus the 10000 interest um assuming also we agreed upon um okay. i would pay the cut this we just have to make sure that for the viewers or the listeners this is this currency is kenya shilling kenya shilling yeah 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 y
And we were talking about it, you know, t- checking up how much capital you need to start up a bank, uh, the legalities of it all. And I mean, it's definitely an option for the future. Don't want to like cancel that out. Definitely. Okay. I feel like yeah. we need more banks, actually. I know yeah. you can talk about that. The banks are chilling, but yeah, there's mm-hmm. some that need to, you know, you need to chill a bit but anyway um now i want to no, say but you can think about it. Like, you just think about the fact that like a bank catered towards you know our demographic of people you know the yeah, like, yeah, obviously yeah, we have yeah. these uh, yeah we have all these uh, banks like uh, we have ncba you know you say absa all these banks but you know and they have programs for uh, younger people and stuff but now people yeah, yeah. like a bank solely you know made for the younger yeah. demographic and what our needs are that because our needs are not the same as you know they're really uh, not the same ตอนนี้ก็ได้มาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเรียนมาเ
in these things and you know they're not making me money and you know i'd look at youtubers you know youtubers who play these games i'd be like no both of us play this game but the difference is this guy's making money from playing this game you know? <laughs> yeah and me i'm here playing for free wasting my time you know <laughs> i'm not saying it's a waste of time but like you know you get to me like yeah. spending all the yeah, time yeah, definitely. so that's kind of the mindset and then not only that like so that's from the like the physical standpoint of what got me some mindset. But before that, it already started like a long time ago because I had done a YOLO. I think I've only done like one YOLO. <laughs> and I think the, I feel like a YOLO is a good wake up call. If you're trying to see what your character is, like what people yeah. see you as, it's a really good uh, wake up call. I think I had started first the uh, first YOLO. I think in May or April, and you know, when I did the YOLO and everything, I was like, okay, you know, let's see what people have to say and stuff. But like. When I'd finished it, I was like, I was kind of like unsatisfied. I was kind of, no, I don't even know. Disappointed <laughs> because like, it's not that anyone said anything bad. No one said anything mm-hmm. bad. No one said anything uh, like that was crazy. It was actually the opposite. People said like, oh, you know, he's such a nice guy. You know, you don't. Know ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? uh, and like yeah. for me, like there's nothing wrong with being a nice guy. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with being a nice guy. People are like, oh, you're so nice. You're so, you're so sweet. You do this. this. But like <laughs> for me, for me, it was nothing what like, it was nothing like it was not even like that. I didn't like being called nice and all these things. It's just that I felt like that's the only thing people could say about me, you know? Yeah. And I, I hated that. I, I couldn't stand that. Like when people mm-hmm. think of my character on what I do or who I am, the only thing they can talk about is I'm a nice person, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's that's too easy worst. to be nice. It's too easy to be nice. It's you know? too easy to be nice. You're born nice. I mean, you're born, you're nice. born nice. Literally. So there's literally <laughs> nothing else to add to my character. Literally, you know, people asking if someone was to ask what does Levy do, who is Levy, what's what's he about? <laughs> you know, it's like there's nothing to talk That's about. Nice. You know? Yeah, I, I get I, it. I did. I hated being something like boring, and and obviously mm. there's different ways to go about it. If you're someone named as nice, you, there's so many ways you can go about it to add more to your name. Um, you know, someone can do they can change their character, do more. You know, what's it called again? Uh, riskful things, or they can do more like bad mm. things to change that to nice mm. perception, or you know, to get more things. Of, but me personally, I decided the best way you know, to focus that kind of en- want, that energy and the want that I wanted for more of my name, I decided to focus into something that would build my character and also build me, you know, financially, you know, mentally, all those yeah. things. So I thought the best way to yeah. go about it is, you know, do what my passion is, which is, uh, you know, entrepreneurship and yeah. business. So that's kind of the mindset that got me to now ignite the idea and start the thing. But the idea I had several months ago when I started doing a computer science course, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so then it's just an idea you keep at the back of your mind uh, yeah, and then when this I whole wake up call came that's when things started flying I like got exactly so now from that situation what had happened was that I came up with a plan so I was like okay but I need to change this I want to start something I need to become more you know financially independent I can't be you know so many things that are not in my control especially for me Personally, like there's a lot of stuff in terms of like finances and stuff like in my in my life that are not in my control, you know. Mm. There's so many things I wanted to do, so many things I want to accomplish and stuff like that. But like I literally can't because the obviously the finances are not in my control, and there's so many things that yeah. you know I'm not I'm not able to kind of have that control, and I want that. So mm-hmm. for me, once I got the wake up call and I decided I need to do this, first things first, I brought out the idea. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I wrote down how it's yeah. going to work. And then second thing to go, uh, second thing is research. Research is the biggest, I think, 
thing you should not overlook if you're trying to start any business any idea even if it's, it's you have to research there's no going about it, otherwise mm-hmm. you will fail you'll fail you know yeah you you for me it was a situation for okay so what's the idea i want to I want to resell people's cars i want to post them online on to market for dealerships is there even a demand for this do dealerships even need a service like mine you know mm-hmm. Who's even buying these cars during this time for Corona? Who's even buying cars? Like I had to find out those information. Even, in fact, even for example, even the cars itself, I had an interest in cars starting last year when I got my driver's license. That's when I started having an interest in cars. I've not been someone who's always been into cars it's only until I got a driver's license. And the reason why exactly I wanted to resell cars, why I got me is obviously because I like cars and stuff and they're interesting, but I wanted to sell a product that I don't own. I wanted to sell, <laughs> basically I wanted to sell something without investing in supply. <laughs> that is yes. crazy. That's what I keep calling the Uber model. Exactly. Uber on the yeah. platform, don't, don't own the assets, but have the platform where the assets are sold, but you don't hold it. So you literally reduce your risk and increase your upside. That's some crazy model, man. Exactly, exactly, bro. Like, dude, it was, for me, it was a decision like, okay. So first things first, one, one it was, I wanted to sell a, a product without investing in supply because at that time I had no money to start the business. And that goes back to now what we were talking like. I literally didn't. I wanted to start a business with zero investment because again, I had no money at that time. The finance was in my control. So, uh, I decided, you know, I need to sell a product that I don't own. So I need to find some way. And then number two is I want to sell cars because the markup for a car is quite high, you know, yeah. to sell any other product to make a good amount of money. I'd probably have to sell a good amount of like a uh, mass of, 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 uh, of sales, you know, compared to one car. yeah, compared to one car, the amount I'd make, uh, is, you know, maybe thousands or, hundreds of products that someone would sell from something else, you know? So that's why I had picked a car. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of what got me to that point. And then, so first things first, after writing down everything, I went to go and do my own research. So currently where I live, I live around Kenimani, Gong Road, somewhere around that area. So in this area, there's quite a lot of dealerships, like a lot, like literally the whole street. Yeah. The whole yeah. street of from like, from like all the way from junction before that even, to all the way till like you're going towards Upper Hill, uh, you pass Baptist Church and everything. Like, dude, there's dealerships all all across this road. So, and all of them are different. All of them are like different in the sense of how they 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 promote their business, they market their cars, even the cars they have. You know, the way they run and everything, it's all different. So, yeah. So first things first, I went to the ones closest to me. I went to them. I asked them questions. I asked them, you know, how's business during this time? You know, um. You know, are people still buying cars? You know, I, then I introduced myself. I told her, what, what do I do? You know, at the time I was still doing research. I wanted to, you know, hype up myself as well. I didn't have any platform yet. <laughs> so I just told her, hey, I know I'm, I'm a software developer. I can, I can do websites. I want to market your cars and stuff like that. You know, so for me, that's kind of how I started. And then obviously some of them were interested. Like, yeah, you know, I have this car. You could try and sell it for me. I have this, whatever, whatever, you know. So that's how. I went to about, I think the first day I went to about like four or six and about like, about like three of them were willing to work with me. Uh, obviously it just started slowly because they don't really know what I'm doing and stuff like that. They don't really even know who I am. So it started slowly and then kind of picked up with time as the week went by. I kept being persistent, uh, going towards them. And for any advice to anyone who's listening and, you know, trying to start a business or they're trying to get things happening, 
the best thing to do is do it in person, you know. Um, doing it on doing it on email or text, it's obviously it's effective if you can't be there, but it's very easy for someone to, uh, I wouldn't say ignore, but like just get carried away with something else in their life or whatever and forget it because there's no, you know, they, they, no one has to be accountable yeah. to you know, a text on left or an email, not on, on red. So best thing to do is go in person and stuff like that. So, yeah, I went in person. I kept going in person. So they recognize my face. They see, I arrange for some of them. I take some photos. And yeah, so I, I first started with about three dishes. They gave me a few cars. Then there were like small cars, like there was a Mazda Demio, you know, uh, these small, small, you know, like not really interesting cars, but it was a start for me because yeah. it's now something I wanted to do. Then I obviously came home, started the page, developed the logo, um, came up with the name, everything. Uh, then I created, I made sure to create on all platforms because that's how, that's why I felt like my value was uh, being, uh, being available in all sorts of platforms and reaching. My goal was to get the widest reach, isn't it? So definitely uh, create on all platforms. Um, what else is there? Uh, just start kind of building that 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 page and everything. So it was really quite a slow start, to be honest. Even still now, it's still kind of slow uh, in terms of how much I'm, how many followers I'm trying to build and everything. But anyways, mm-hmm. so first started with that, um, and then after posting those cars, it just kept being consistent in how much I was going to these how how many days I was going to these dealerships and talking to them, creating that relationship with them that, hey, I'm going to bring a few customers. Uh, and then obviously with time, I'd build reach. I'd say like this week, I'd be like, okay, this day I'm going to go and check out this dealership, talk to them. If I can, if I can make a deal with them, we have some sort of partnership. Well and good. Um, mm-hmm. And some of them would tell me, no, of course, I've been to so many. <laughs> right now, I've been to so many dealerships. There's some I've even walked in. I've asked them, you know, do you don't need social media marketing? Do you don't need, you know, whatever. And they've just told me no. They've told me now. Nah. And then I go home and see on Facebook they're promoting their... their uh, <laughs> Dude, it's, it's crazy, man. Really the things crazy, are, man. And you've had a... And you know, because because they're all in the same area, so I go walking. So I walk there <laughs> <laughs> in the hot sun. You know, I'm expecting, you know, do you know your marketing? They just take one look at me. They're like, hey, nah. I go home and I see them on Facebook, you know? Uh, <laughs> even, uh, yeah. even, you know, so it's, it's kind of like uh, for them it's like, you know, why are we inviting this person to the business? And so I, I get what they're trying to say as well. And I would say also another thing to maybe a success with why I was able to get some dealerships to work with me and uh, personal people is they don't have to pay me, you know, because these other dealers, they don't, okay, they, didn't, they don't initially have to pay me because most of these other car selling websites or marketing firms or marketing, you know, uh, businesses because a lot of them actually I've realized even with my business I've realized a lot of them have approached me as well so all these other marketing and even other websites like uh, Checky and Gigi you have to you have to pay to sell your cars you know yeah. you have to pay like a fee uh, to post the cars and everything so for me I didn't uh, my my selling point to them was I didn't have to pay me <laughs> I would just get their car uh, post it on my page, uh, try to find a client and literally just, you know, who's going to refuse business anyways. Yeah, so, who's gonna refuse business. and they didn't have to pay. Uh, only thing was now my, my commission for the sale. So they didn't have a problem with that. That's why I would say till today, I'm, I'm, I'm still successful with many dealerships. And that's stuff. very and, crazy, man. No capital, yeah, so nothing invested. That's kind of, uh, but you're started. obviously there's a lot more things I can go into a lot, lot that's more. Like to see. Um, that's the basics. 
This is the basics. I don't know, um, you know, how long this podcast is going to be and what questions you guys have as well. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's crazy, man. We literally made something out of nothing. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's a lot of work, though. It's a lot of work. Yeah, man. You guys really need to understand that you can't escape the work. Like, wherever you go, Eugene can tell you, Levy can tell you. We literally work all day, like, yeah, you have to put in the work for real for real for real what guys don't really understand is that entrepreneurship is not a t a t o the 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 nine to the nine to the nine to afternoon or nine to midday you guys really entrepreneurship like six to six yeah man and the truth oh, is man. yeah i'm grinding like this now because i know i'm planning to retire at 25 step back yeah, get that truck coming in but like another crucial thing to have if you want to start a business have like a really strong support system um i will be nowhere without like my family my friends the people who actually check in they're like yo bro did you remember to eat today because for real there are days where i will wake up sit at my desk and walk and then i'll forget i'm hungry until it's dinner time and i'll be like shit i forgot to eat lunch or something and like you have to remember true man so like you, my friends specifically i know they're going to be listening to this so like really big thanks to them definitely yeah i got what you're saying dude like a support system like people around you like even my family like there have been times literally i've come from you know the dealerships or working whatever day and i'm just like what the hell am i doing you know <laughs> i'm just like dude, <laughs> man this is tiring as hell and then i'm like maybe i should just stop and then everyone around me or know my closest friends or my my family or my mom would just be like no there's nothing just keep going you know mm-hmm, yeah and like a lot of people who stop businesses they have such heavy drive within them and they're so hungry for success not achieving that one target will yeah. set you back so far mentally and i know this is this guy that like yeah he forgot he sold like iphones and he posted on his story i'm so hungry for success it physically hurts me when i don't succeed like it's actually really true you know, yeah actually entrepreneurship it's kind of like a like a mental prison in a sense that you know you can't leave like if you if you quit if you start it and you quit you learn you're gonna hate you're gonna hate yourself for it yeah, yeah. you know you have to keep it's a thing where like it's kind of like a prison because like if you leave and if you quit and you'll hate yourself for it but if you continue you'll be tired but as long as you keep working, you get to a point. There's you get to those. You get to experience those high moments. You know. That, yeah, that, like, yeah. That's a sweet man. Definitely it's sweet. Yeah. You know. And then you look back and you're like, damn. You know, it was definitely worth it. So. Yeah, you know, fully agree there. There's there's a way Trust. you can you can leave though if you get to a point where you know you're, you're satisfied. You know. But see, most people yeah, are yeah. satisfied until they get that success. <laughs> so. Point is. Yeah and then you know you just be you live you you build it up to a point where you just take a step back you, be, you just become the owner then you leave it to the ceo he grows your company for you go and go on your jet everywhere yeah you guys don't i don't mean i'm like gonna retire retire as in sell everything when i'm 25 i mean i'm yeah. gonna step back and now start getting more into stuff like i don't know maybe mentoring I mean, or developing the community yeah. you want I to reach your you know your 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 main, you know, financial freedom by that time. So that's exactly whatever your investments you've made is now what you can live off of. And then yeah, whatever man. now you do after that is now 
you know for fun for fun <laughs> so, essentially yeah. for just, just for living um but yeah um let me ask you levy now like uh, some challenges which especially since you know digital marketing is where you where you have to play the conversion rate mm-hmm. i know and the conversion rate getting it up to you know a 2 to 3% is crazy yeah. so like what challenge had you know with like clients and stuff and how do you like Bro, overcome that stuff is, <laughs> i think this is the the most even like i think anyone who tried to do what i've done this would they'd have quit they would have quit mm-hmm. because of <laughs> because of the the challenges you face with clients or dealerships because yeah. i've found getting to this point i found that literally there's only two if a issue comes up it's only two reasons either it's the client or it's the car you know <laughs> and then imagine you know and then now recently it's the dealership but i'll explain so uh when i mean the client is that sometimes i'll have a a a beautiful car a serious deal like as in you know it's a perfect deal like clean deal yeah. clean car no issues nothing is like nothing is wrong they've done test drive anything and then you know they just waste my time you know oh my god i've taken cars to people i've taken cars from runda told it to karen you know to see oh people god. and you know they you know they seem interested they whatever and they don't take the car you know they don't uh, you know you they they put you they kind of give you that sense that i'm going to take the car and then they just goes i've had people who've come you know like again test drive you know take pictures and their family friends and their family oh, you know I'm, I'm so proud of me that like, I'm, I'm buying this car you know let me get back to you know, then we get back to you and then it's time to make the deposit and then where they you know they're not <laughs> they're not making that deposit for the car so you know those things are kind of the things i deal with in terms of the clients um and then there's obviously there wishy washy clients that some of they'll give you funny deals like they'll tell you I'll pay you like if a car costs uh, 4 million they'll tell you I'll pay you 1 million now then I pay the rest of a 12 months and you know most of these dealerships things like they don't want to have situations where they have to keep following up with their client because most mm-hmm. of the time you know how people are they can they'll pay that and that car is gone you know you'll have to be chasing around and it gets bigger into something that you you didn't need to be involved in so that's why now things like bank finance are are you know really taking stride in these kind of ages and stuff like that. and higher purchase depending on you know what percentage is is kind of uh, advised by the dealership so yeah that's the problems with the client and then now with the car there've been times of broken serious clients like literally people are ready to make a payment right here right here now and what happens is now the car's a problem like there's a time there was a client i had who was going to buy a, a Touareg um uh they wanted to do the bank finance that all the documentation ready everything was good and but the problem is this car had been gotten from a trade in with another car of the dealership and because it was gotten from a trade in it means it was with another owner not with the dealership so what had happened was the day that he wanted to come and see the car we had gotten from that owner and it had a check engine light you know oh. <laughs> imagine imagine so and it could have been a, it could have been a small issue it couldn't have even been a big issue but just because of that you know that client he was sitting in the car he still did a test drive in it everything but it's like hey this check engine has just completely threw me off you know even can buy check oh man that's crazy literally and then uh so that's kind of the issue with the car sometimes there's another client that had come in there was a Pajero at 206 when I was selling he had come to the dealership he looks at the car he opened the hood took one look at the engine and he dipped he just said i now this car <laughs> this car is messed because i think for that that Pajero the engine had been opened or something like that that the 
the part where it's quite, uh, contains the the cylinders or something. I don't know which exactly, but it had been open and then it had been sealed back. Uh, and then other issues were there, like the belts needed to be replaced. Um, what else? Uh, I think the oil pump, there was something with the oil pump or something. So there was these like kind of issues, but I think with a car like that Pajero and these kind of big engine cars, you don't want to, if you're buying a car, you'd rather even the interior of the body, but the engine, it lets it be okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. So those That's are the great. kind of issues I deal with. Um, and then now moving on to the dealership. Uh, this is now when I was talking, I think I had tweeted a while ago on my Twitter about like people with a scarcity mindset and stuff like that. Because now you'll find that even the dealerships nowadays I've been dealing with have problems because of, you know, either internal affairs or something like that because, you know, you'll find that someone is not willing to help you or they kind of have that mindset that, you know, you've come to steal their business or you've come to... Yeah. There have been times where I've had serious clients for cars. I've taken so like the cars like from certain dealerships. I won't obviously I can't say names, I can't say any information like that. But you know, there have been times I've gotten serious clients clients for cars brought in by certain dealerships. But the way these dealerships, some of them work is that um the people who work there bring in the cars. So, you know, some of them, majority of the cars are not owned by them. They're brought in from, you know, the connections they have. So let's say if someone's working at a dealership. They'll, they know a friend, they know someone who's selling a car, then they bring that car into the dealership to be sold at the dealership. Oh. Yeah. So that's basically the way that they work. So basically meaning that majority of the control of the car is with that person who brought it in. And yeah. that's how some of these dealerships work is that the person, you get a profit. If you bring in a car and you sell it, uh, you get a profit from that sale. Uh, even if someone else sells that car for me, you'll still get a profit because you're the only brought in that car. So that's how these dealerships work in a sense. Um yeah. So yeah, so basically, Actually, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, yeah. No, you're saying sorry. Yeah, I actually have a question. Um, you see, a lot of the other businesses out there, they have a model that you can reinvest finance into and everything, but you're selling something that isn't necessarily your product. So, like, yeah, in terms of investing, do you have anything like along those lines for you specifically? For mine, like uh, investing in my business. Like, huh? Yeah, you give me, yeah. So, you know, for me right now at the moment, if someone was to invest in my company, it would be it would be not really a long-term loan. It would be more so a short-term loan, uh, I would say. Because like, again, you're saying it's, I don't, I'm selling product that's not mine. The real investment would be into not the product, but the platform, you know? Mm-hmm. It would be into, in terms of my, it would be in terms of growing the pages, creating a website, you know? Um, what else there? Um, so it's more of investing into the model than the actual like cars exactly. and everything. Exactly. Okay. The, the the model is what you know. It's the platform that you're investing in. You're not investing in the cars because you know that's that you're investing in something that a business does not own. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Damn. We really let time run on this one, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, ranting. Really? Anyways, basically, what I'm trying to summarize in that situation with the dealership is that you know. There's a lot of issues that can come up in terms of relations with the, with the dealerships, in terms of, you know, people's mindsets to getting business. Uh, and it's a lot of money you're dealing with. That's, again, I think when you're dealing with cars, it's a lot of money, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that so like, oh. Yeah, exactly. So obviously people are going to have a scarcity mindset that they want all that money. They think they're, they're the ones who can only get it. Or they want to, you know, limit you from succeeding just because it's you. They'll keep a car. They're like, they know you have someone who wants to buy this car. But they'll make it difficult for you to get that car to this buyer. 
and then they'll maybe even go behind your back and find that client of yours and then you know strike <laughs> yeah that's really peak and these lessons like they just translate through the whole business well because what is basically saying is you know relationships with your supplier relationships with your clients customers so you know the some things that you guys could learn from uh, from levy and yeah, i mean like if there's someone out there who has a solution to levy's problem hit him up you might get some business out of that yeah exactly. man just hit me up i'm ready for some ideas as well yeah, good stuff yeah like, Well, we really let we really let time run. Um that was we had so much much talk about but time has really flown. Uh so we'll definitely, you know, revisit this topic because it's very interesting. Um, uh man, uh, Eugene usually I usually visit I wanted to put this on the I usually come and visit Eugene's office and everything. And man, this guy literally just talk for like hours just talking, you know, back and forth. So literally <laughs> you guys brought us to come. <laughs> yeah, we really? This one we'll have to do a live. I don't know Zoom. I don't know what, but um, we'll definitely do it. You know, as posted. So yeah, um, thanks for tuning in, and you know, we'll see you next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big thanks to Levi for being here with us, guys. Uh, Hope you enjoyed. Thank you, you guys so much. Thank you guys mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. All right.